The Lakers show absolutely no fight, and the Bulls don't even have to break a sweat. Lakers lose to the Chicago Bulls, 121 to 103. What went wrong, and when the heck is LeBron James coming back? What's up, Laker fam? Welcome to the Laker Hand podcast. I am your host, of course, Laker Hand. I am joined by a very frustrated, melancholy, get ready guys, he's going to be a very exceptional negative Nancy tonight, my lovely co-host, Laker Dad. Dad, I know you are very upset by this performance tonight. Obviously, going into this game, we knew it was going to be a tough one, playing the Chicago Bulls team with, you know, DeMar DeRozan, who is having an MVP caliber season. Obviously, we are still without LeBron James and some of our other role players and Kendrick Nunn and, and you know, Trevor Ariza. It's going to be a tough one, but Dad, frustrating loss tonight because the Lakers just showed absolutely no fight. Yeah, Hannah, um... You know, this is just the latest disappointment for the Lakers this season. They've really, really been terrible, to be honest with you, in many of the games. And tonight was, uh, you know, just really disappointing. It was a big game. They were playing a good opponent, you know, and they they just, as you said, showed no fight whatsoever. They were out of this game from minute one. You know, they never looked like they, they were seriously going to win this game and boy, what a performance from DeMar DeRozan and Zach Levine. What a duo. Just spectacular game for both of those guys. DeMar DeRozan, you know, is uh, probably playing the best basketball of his life. And Zach Levine has really emerged in the last couple of seasons as a superstar. And boy, they, uh, they've they got a nice looking team. Yeah, you know, like I said, DeMar DeRozan looking like he's having an NBA, you know, an MVP caliber type season. You know, Dad, the Lakers could have had him. Um, I don't know if at the time uh, they would have traded him to the Lakers, but I know he definitely, definitely wanted to come join the Purple and Gold. Dad, do you think it was a mistake of maybe not getting him this offseason? Well, Hannah, uh, yes, if they could have gotten him. I'm not convinced that they could have gotten him, though. I mean, clearly he wanted to come to the Lakers, but the only way the Lakers could have done it was in a sign-and-trade with San Antonio. And I just honestly don't know. To be fair to the Lakers, I don't know if Greg Popovich was ever going to trade DeMar DeRozan to the Lakers. You know, he hates the Lakers. But, uh, boy, what what a spectacular season he's having so far. You know, he really playing the best basketball of his career, and it was really it was great to watch him tonight. It was really uh, exciting to watch him play, even though he's on the other team. Yeah, you know, thirty eight points in just thirty five minutes. He also had six assists, three rebounds. Like I said, he's been playing just the best basketball of his entire career this season. You know, Dad, this uh, Chicago Bulls team. It was a homecoming for a former Laker player in Alex Caruso. Uh, the Lakers actually gave him a little tribute before the game, which I thought was very sweet. But you know what, Dad? was overshadowed by Caruso's homecoming. It was actually Lonzo Ball's homecoming, too. As I'm sure Laker fan remembers, Lonzo Ball was also on the Lakers. You know, he had a pretty impressive performance tonight as well, Dad. Had 27 points, 10 for 13 from the floor, 7 for 10 from three-point range. Uh, thought it's pretty funny. You know, obviously everyone's really excited about Caruso coming back, but also Lonzo Ball, and he played very well tonight for the Bulls as well. Yeah, I mean, the Bulls, frankly, every single person on the Bulls played well tonight. It was just one of those nights. They're not known for being a great three-point shooting team, but they literally shot the lights out tonight. Lakers couldn't buy a basket from three-point range tonight. I think the Lakers shot like 30% for the game, maybe even less than that. It it just was a terrible performance. The Lakers, nothing went right. Nothing worked. It was so bad that Anthony Davis got thrown out of the game in the third quarter. So, you know, really, I mean, it's one of these things, Hannah, where it's just I've become kind of used to the way the Lakers play this year. They First of all, they just have absolutely no defense. And uh, they don't play with a lot of passion. They don't get, you know, any offensive rebounds. 
Uh, you know, they don't get any loose balls. They're, they're just, they're, I, I'm sorry to say, Hannah, they're not a good team. And I don't think this is something that LeBron James is going to be able to fix. But, you know, obviously it would be great to have LeBron back, but who knows when that's going to be. And when he does come back, I mean, he's been injured three out of the four seasons he's been with the Lakers. Who knows if he's going to stay healthy the rest of the season. All right, Negative Nancy, I'm going to bring you back down to earth a little bit. I think you're getting a little bit too ahead of yourself. Um, LeBron James is actually been moved up to listed as day-to-day. He very well could be making his return once the Lakers go on the road for their little road trip on Wednesday. Or they could potentially maybe uh, just keep him rested until they return home, which would be the Friday after Thanksgiving. But I think LeBron's coming back soon. You know, Dad, we've yet to see this team at full strength. Unfortunately, the injuries have, you know, really piled up on us. We're still, we've never seen Kendrick Nunn yet this season. Still haven't seen Trevor Ariza yet this season. And those two players are supposed to be you know, pretty big role players for us. So I think until we are fully healthy and we get some time to really be able to play together, I'm not going to make any assessments. You know, it's a long season, just getting started, still without full strength. So I'm not quite freaking out. I know this was a frustrating game, uh, but I am still hopeful and still staying positive. Something, though, that I do want to talk about because I think it has become an unfortunate theme for this Lakers team that I'm hoping can be turned around is the fact that our three-point shooters and our other role players are just not contributing at all. You know, tonight we had THT who had 28 points. He played pretty well. Um, You know, we had AD with 20 before, of course, he got thrown out. We had Russell Westbrook with 25. But, I mean, none of those guys shot great. AD was pretty good, though, six for nine. But, of course, he got thrown out of the game. But besides those three players... You know, our next leading scorer was just Mello, uh, nine points. And then the next highest scorer was Malik Monk with five points. You know, Wayne Ellington was one for six from the floor. Kent Bazemore didn't make a three, only made one shot. Um, Avery Bradley, one for three. None of our guys that we brought in here um, to literally solely just make some three-point shots or just make some shots, they're not doing anything. And the Lakers are never going to win any basketball games if we're only able to get contributions from a couple of guys. Well, Hannah, actually, my, my pessimism was largely because of what you just said. The, the supporting cast, the role players, are just not playing well. They're wildly inconsistent. I don't see any of them being particularly reliable. You're right, Hannah. Uh, you know, if Malik Monk, guys like Malik Monk and Wayne Ellington and Kent Bazemore – you know, if they're not going to step up and and make shots and and spread the floor, you know, I just don't see where this team can go. And another thing, you know, the Lakers are incredibly small, and part of the reason they can't defend teams and they couldn't defend tonight, yeah, Chicago's not a big team, but they got a lot of wing players. They got a lot of guys who are six five, six six, and the Lakers, all their guards, they, they you know, they basically got a couple of full, you know, got big guys and and a bunch of guards, and the guards are all six two, six three. You know, you, you try to guard Demar Derozan with you know Avery Bradley, who's four inches, five inches shorter than him. It's just really tough, you know, uh, or any of those guys. Now THT, look, I think he's been a plus since he's been back. You know, he's been back two games now, and, and he's been helpful. The twenty eight points is a little misleading tonight because all of that, almost all of that, came when the game was over. You know, he, you know, he really weren't meaningful points, but he still looks pretty good. You know, and and but Frank Vogel, I got a bone to pick with him too. This rotating guys in and out and in and out. Everybody's in for two or three minutes, and then the everybody else comes in. You know, Vogel just is not giving me a lot of confidence. Hannah, what do you think? Yeah, you know, Frank Vogel is. 
obviously I'm not the head coach of the Los Angeles Lakers, although I have a strong feeling that if I was, maybe we'd have a little bit of a better record over here because he, and this has been a theme for him, you know, since he's always been the coach for the Lakers, since he joined this team, you know, he is so set in his rotation, so set in his ways. It doesn't matter if a player is having their worst game, they're going to play the exact same minutes that, you know, he wants them to play and that he has, you know, a set in his mind that they're going to play. Or if a player is red hot, he'll still take them out. Even if they've made 10 shots in a row, you know, he is so set in his rotations, so set in his ways. And obviously he's still kind of trying to figure out these lineup situations. But, you know, DeAndre Jordan is a guy, dad. You know, these are the Lakers are, they're going, they're playing so small right now. But TJ is a guy who was playing pretty well for us uh, when he did get the minutes. And now it just seems like he has completely found himself out of the rotation. Tonight he did play seven minutes, but that was at the end of the game. And, you know, it, it makes me, it's curious because I don't understand why guys like that wouldn't play, especially because we have been getting, you know, beat on the boards. And it's been obvious that defensively we need another big man in there. Yeah, Hannah, I you know, I know, you know, going into the season, everybody thought that, that uh, we should have Anthony Davis at center. And, you know, if the team was structured a little differently, that would be fine. But basically, they've got Anthony Davis and four guards out on the floor, and it just it just doesn't work. You know, they they don't have the size, they don't have the length, and they can't guard the wing defenders because they just don't have that size. So, uh, you know, uh, and and meanwhile, when you do have DeAndre Jordan and Dwight Howard, I'm not saying they're in the prime of their career. Career, they're certainly not, but we still have some advantage size wise, and I I, I just. I don't know why he just went away from that. I, I guess he's desperate. I mean, the team has been so poor so far this season. He's just trying something, I guess, to work. But so far, he better keep looking because we haven't found it. Yeah, well, he uh, better figure out something because, Dad, guess what? Lakers are not going to be going on a little road trip. We've been fortunate enough to have a lot of home games. Um, and the next team we play is the Milwaukee Bucks. We play the Bucks in Milwaukee on Wednesday. Dad, what are some things that we can do, hopefully, to maybe surprise the entire league, the entire NBA, and get that win against the Bucks? Well, Hannah, I'm not sure if some people realize this, but the Bucks are off to an even worse start than the Lakers this year. They are a sub-500 team, but that doesn't mean they're not a really talented team. And as we all know, when you go out on the road as a Laker, it's everybody's big game. You know, every team gets up for the Lakers. Every opposing crowd gets up for the Lakers. So, you know, I don't know what the Lakers are going to do. It's it's unfortunate with all the injuries and and everything, but he's got to find something out because right now they they just they look awful. Yeah, I think uh, hopefully LeBron will be back in action on Wednesday. Uh, I think the big thing though here, Dad, is we're going to have to get some contributions from some of these other guys: Avery Bradley, Wayne Ellington, Kent Bazemore. For the love of God. Just get at least five points. I mean, I think I could at least get five points if I was playing as many minutes as Baysmore. I mean, just do something. We've got to get some contributions from some of these other guys. Um, and then hopefully LeBron James comes back, if not Wednesday, very, very soon. And hopefully the Lakers can find some sort of cohesion, get healthy, and just get the season really rolling. Because obviously, Dad, it's been very inconsistent and, you know, very frustrating. But a lot of it does come down to health and these injuries, which have not helped us at all. But you know what? Still trying to remain positive. I know you're a little bit of a negative, Nancy, but I choose to live life as a a positive patty over here. So I think that's going to be it for uh, tonight's show. Again, unfortunate, uh, frustrating loss to the Chicago Bulls. Lakers lose to the Bulls, 121-103. We will be back in action Wednesday night when the Lakers take on uh, Giannis Anacodacumpo. Still can't really say his name, but the Greek Freak and the Milwaukee Bucks. Uh, Until next time, Laker Hand and Laker Dad are out. Bye, everyone.